Friday, December 1st, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, I'd like to cover a story today dealing with an attack that took place over our Thanksgiving Day weekend. Militants attacked a Sufi mosque in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula, killing over 300 people, including 27 children. Another 128 suffered injuries. Now, wait just a minute. Did you just say that Muslims attacked Muslims? Well, the answer to that is yes and no. What's really been interesting is you have seen the movement of ISIS. ISIS, as a caliphate movement, sought to be faithful to all of the injunctions of the Quran called to put the world under Sharia law. Therefore, they would take a holy war not only against Christians and Jews and secularists, but they would also bring their holy war upon Muslim heretics. But there is no offshoot of Islam that is more despised than the Sufi heretical movement from their perspective. They would call it a heresy. One of the reasons is because they have something akin to saints and sainthood and people that they would speak to either to speak to Allah, they would speak through these people, and therefore any intercessory work that you do speak to anyone other than Allah in your prayers is considered a rank heresy. And that and a number of other things. So the Sufi branch of Islam is not considered within the boundaries of Islam, is considered a cult of the cult. And therefore, they are targets of the caliphate movement as well. So now we see Muslims upon Muslims. But then again, if you ask a ISIS Muslim, the ISIS warrior, they would say, no, this is not a valid Islamic expression. Therefore, we are not bringing war against Muslims, but upon Muslim heretics is what we are doing. Therefore, we have this horrendous act of these gunmen surrounding during the worship services taking place in the Sufi mosque, producing this genocidal slaughter of human beings that took place in Egypt. Of course, Egypt itself is under the attack of the ISIS caliphate as well. Interestingly, Tom, it happens in a Sufi mosque in what is called the Sinai, which is, of course, the very region where the Israelites existed for 40 years as the Lord was disciplining them to bring them into the promised land under Joshua. But for 40 years, having been delivered from Egypt, they wandered in that very area where this atrocity took place. They wandered where the Lord sustained them from marauding nations and supplied for them the manna from heaven prepared them to cross over the River Jordan under Joshua to give them the promised land. Harry, let me switch gears. Today is December the 1st. I don't know where 2017 went. It flew by, but here we are in the final month. We're in the Advent season. Let's switch gears from the news of the day to look at the good news of the coming of Jesus Christ in the Advent. Yes, the glorious message of the unique gospel of saving grace in Jesus Christ. Not a man-made religion whereby what do we do thinking that we can be right with God, but the glorious good news that those who are not right with God cannot be right with God because of our sin and are incapable in a man-made religion to be right with God that God has done what we could not do. And when there was no way, God has made the way, and that way is his son Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. 
and we celebrate his birth into this world. We celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 1.15 that it is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Praise the Lord that he came into the world in order to go to the cross to pay for our sins, and then he is risen and victory, he is ascended, he now intercedes for us and is coming again to bring his people to himself into a new heavens and a new earth. Oh, the glorious, wonderful gospel of saving grace in Jesus Christ. Well, Tom, I know at Briarwood, we have a wonderful time to celebrate this season because of two things. One, by focusing on the birth of Christ, we get an opportunity to focus on the gospel in a very succinct way. God's purposes and God's plan were seen in the person of Jesus as the Son of God humbled himself, not by subtracting his deity, but by adding humanity to come into this world. Since by a man came death, Adam, now a man, the second Adam, Jesus, the Messiah, by him comes the resurrection of the dead, comes life itself. So that's what we get to celebrate. I know even as you and I speak, we're on the verge of one of our first events, the Angel Tree Carnival. We do Samaritan's Purse Ministry, packing the shoeboxes to send all over the world. And we also do Angel Tree, in which we pack boxes and take them to the children of prisoners and ministry to them. The next week is the big walk through nativity, 14 scenes of the birth, the life of Jesus, his death and his resurrection. Then our Briarwood Ballet, Sunday on December the 10th, Glory to the Newborn King. And then the most unbelievable, phenomenal choral symphonic concert, phenomenal choir. And it is so exciting. We'll be doing that on December the 17th. Break forth into singing. The Lord has come and we join the angels in singing to the glory of God. You just do not want to miss that. Our wonderful Christmas Eve services. We have a five o'clock family candlelight festival, seven o'clock family candlelight festival. We just can't get everybody into the five. We conclude our Advent celebrations with the Christmas Eve communion service that Sunday night on December the 24th. We love this, Tom, because it's not only a chance to focus all the text of Scripture, why Jesus came into the world, but it also allows us to bring our friends and invite our friends to come and enjoy these marvelous celebrations and hear the glorious truth that Jesus Christ, who is no friend to sin, is a friend to sinners because he has come to save us from our sins. Harry, there are some in the evangelical Christian circles who want to downplay these certain celebrations. The thought is every Sunday ought to be the same celebration as it would be around Christmas and Easter. Is it proper that we magnify and celebrate this season? Well, you know, in the Old Testament, you had certain feast days. And what happened in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, and in the early church by the apostolic leaders and then those that they discipled was kind of a development of a non-conscience binding. In other words, these are not things that we would bind any church to do. But it's good to have feasts. It's good to call for fasts, and it's good to have feasting times. And so the early church, kind of as a reflection of the Old Testament, three great feasts of the Old Testament, The early church also had its three feasts around the celebrations of the birth of Jesus 
in the Advent season, the celebration of the death and resurrection of Jesus during the Easter season, and then the celebrations of the outpouring of the Spirit of God at Pentecost. And so mirroring the Old Testament feast were these feasts. I would totally agree that that's one of the things I love about Briarwood and, and meeting with our team that plans the worship. Every Sunday is Easter. Every Sunday is Christmas as far as we're concerned. This doesn't mean that we love the Lord more during these feasts. It's just a season of focus that in the culture gives us a bridge to talk to people about the Lord that we don't always have. It's a ready opportunity for us to tell them, as one person said, Jesus is the reason for the season, and we would like to tell you about him. So on the one hand, I would agree with my friends. There is nothing in the Bible that should bind anyone's conscience to the celebration of an Advent season. We celebrate the coming death and resurrection of Jesus every Lord's Day and each and every day of life. But there's also nothing that prevents us from having seasons that we embrace as an opportunity to focus on one theological dynamic of the life of Jesus that opens up an opportunity to declare the majesty of the gospel of grace and it provides a bridge for us into the world to invite people to hear of the Savior we tell them about each and every day. Well, we do hope people will take advantage of this season to that. As we close out for today and this week, let me remind you to download the Briarwood app. Go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to a number of great Christian resources that will challenge and assist your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's yours free of charge. Well, thanks for being with us this week. Have a wonderful weekend. Be sure and join God's people in the worship of our Heavenly Father on Sunday. Then stop by again on Monday for a conversation and a biblical worldview application as we put the issues of today in perspective.